It's okay to dream, but you've got to remain in the present while you dream. What do I mean by that? It's okay to look down the road and have hopes and ambitions for where you wish to be. But where are you now and what can you be doing now? You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with international minister, Tara Carissa Hodges, who says that history does not determine your destiny. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back. We are in the second half of the Results Not Resolution series. Now, have I lied to you? I have not lied to you yet, right? From the time we popped this thing off with Brandy Harvey helping us get through that fit pillar, Paul Brunson with the people pillar, Man, Egypt Shirah with the space pillar. I have not lied to you. Every time I've said, now this is the one where you're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to play this thing back a couple times. And they have just been some heavy hitters. So I am so grateful to have had the vision um, for this series and how I see it blessing you guys. If this is your first time to Redefining Wealth, welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to have you here. We are in the middle of a series that has been such a blessing. And while I am known as a personal finance expert, one thing that I truly believe is that the true meaning of wealth is about well-being. And so I know you may have come here because you have some money goals, some financial goals that you want to tackle this year. But let me tell you, those things will never be tackled. Or if you get to it, it won't be sustainable unless you work through all these other areas of your life. And so I know I'm not the typical personal finance person, but I believe that I'm the one that's going to help you change your life. I really do. And I have to give a shout out to all the people who have been sending me such beautiful messages on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and emailing us and leaving these reviews. Thank you guys so much. Let me give a shout out to at Designing Mrs. Dukes on Instagram. She said, every episode challenges me to be my best self. And then Ebony on the iTunes reviews, like followed that up. She said, it's impossible to listen and not want to become the best version of yourself. And the truth is, guys, the best version of you is going to attract all the money that you need or want. It really is. When we attract those things or get those things too soon and we don't have the capacity to really honor and cherish them and prioritize and make sure that we're making wise decisions, it's not going to last. If you're new here, I think you should subscribe. I don't want to be biased. I'm just saying, check the reviews. <laughs> no, I'm really proud. We have over 150 reviews already. It's a fairly new podcast and I just love that you get it, that you guys are that special few in a world of chaos that we live in right now, where people are so focused on chasing money um, that you get that it's more than that. And I'm so happy to lead you on this journey. So thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back week after week. I don't take you for granted. Um, If I sound a little weird, I'm getting over a cold, flu, something or the other. 
I'm gonna try not to strain myself and talk too much. But at this point in the series, we are on the faith pillar. And for those of you that are new here, faith for me is all about believing in something greater. And one of the biggest lessons that I've received over the years in rebuilding my own life in particular was that so many things that I used to be upset about or I would be like, God, why me? I complain about things. They didn't happen to me. They happened for me. And those things have brought me so much closer to my purpose and who I really am as a person, like what I really want, but who I want to become as well. And life deals some tough hands sometimes, and we lose sight of that. But when you hone in on the fact that there's something greater out there, there's greater at work. And this is not about me trying to convert anyone to any religion or anything in particular, but it's just about really honing in on the fact that there are bigger things at play here. And, you know, for me at this stage, I say that anything that I've been through, any test that I've had, my life, knowing that I'm here, that I'm still standing, that I'm still strong, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So I don't always take things so personally. Like sometimes I'm like, maybe I went through this because I'm going to meet a young lady or meet a couple or meet a mother, meet someone who is struggling in this area. And my testimony, my voice, my experience is supposed to bless them. So let me stop complaining and whining about it. Let me get through this. Let me learn the lesson so that I can get out here and be a blessing to other people. And just having that perspective alone has just shifted my life in such powerful ways. And um, I'm really excited for you to hear this interview um, with Tara because she's someone I followed online for quite a while. And one of the things that I've loved about her, especially over the last year and a half or so, as I was going through some things in my own life, dealing with haters and enemies and folks who were supposed to be a mentor that mm, I can't even get into it. I want you to hear how Tara breaks down what to do with mentors or how to deal or how to cope with people who you thought were your mentor, but then when you surpassed them, they couldn't handle it. Yeah. If you've been there, this is the episode for you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is that reminder that anything that's happened, anything in your history does not dictate your destiny. It might add to it because you're smarter and you're wiser, but doesn't dictate what's going to happen. Like, man, everything that's happened has happened for you. So without further ado, let me introduce this powerful, powerful woman. Now she's itty bitty. She's tiny, but she packs a punch. Tara Carissa Hodges enjoys being of service to all mankind, an empowerment champion through her speaking, media appearances, coaching, and mentoring. Helping people become empowered despite their past and mistakes is her passion. She travels extensively domestically and internationally to minister, and her international invites and international media outreach includes South Africa, England, Ghana, Australia, Bahamas, Kenya, Nigeria, Togo, Trinidad, and Tobago, and more. Tara has also appeared on numerous television programs, radio shows, and magazines such as Essence Magazine, TBN, The Word Network, Impact Network, Stellar Award-winning Radio 1000, and more. 
She was elated to have been invited to minister on the audio companion for the Bible series, a television series produced by the creator of The Apprentice, my buddy, Mark Burnett, and Touched by an Angel co-star, his lovely wife, Roma Downey, which aired on the History Channel. She's the co-author of Glambitious Guide to Greatness, How to Go from Doubt to Destiny, and Surviving to Thriving. A woman of many accomplishments and mistakes, her motto is, we all make mistakes, but we don't have to allow our mistakes to make us. Without further ado, here's Tara Carissa Hodges. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Tara. Thank you so very much for having me. I am so excited. Thank you so very much. Listen, did I have to stalk you on Twitter for seven years <laughs> to build up to the interview? No, I was My always a no. DM away. <laughs> but it's so cool when you have admired someone online for a while. And I'm not sure how I started following you first on Twitter. I know for sure it was Twitter that brought us together many moons ago, but it's just been so encouraging to watch you grow, just to see you go all over the world ministering. It wasn't until Instagram, Tara, that I realized that you itty bitty. Yeah, you're not even you're not even a big old thing, but you are so powerful. <laughs> I am sweet and petite, and it's so funny because when I go minister, people are like, "Oh my God, I thought you were like six one." I'm like, "Honey, I'm five one, baby." <laughs> you are five one, but you definitely pack a punch because I've heard your voice, and that voice is just oh my gosh, just so full of anointing, but. It's just such a powerful voice. So we know that you were born with purpose, honey, Thank for purpose. You. The reason I invited you, Tara, very specifically, one, I've admired you from a distance for a while, but two, you don't even really realize that for the last year or so, you have really helped me personally um, overcome some stuff because of just your Instagram feed. And For me at Redefining Wealth, it's based on six pillars, but the fourth pillar for us is faith. And faith is about believing in something greater. And one of the things that I teach my audience is that I truly, truly believe that things don't happen to us, they happen for us. And I went through this time, it was going on for about a year and a half, like a little over a year and a half where I was being harassed Mm. online. And really just someone who's unfortunately miserable and clearly doesn't have a vision for their own lives. So they wanted to distract and disrupt me from pursuing my own vision. And you are one of the only people in this faith-based space that really goes in on dealing with enemies and haters because people will be like, you don't have any haters. That's not a real thing. But I'm like, the Bible clearly talks about enemies. So, and you're one of those people where you are unapologetic. You talk about dealing with envious people on your journey and enemies and that type of thing. And I really just invited you because as we go into 2018 and we're trying to get results, not resolutions, we're actually trying to get results. We're going to come under attack. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get to just walk into Mm -hmm. that. So I really wanted you to help us get prepared for that. Well, you know, again, thank you so very much. And, you know, I want to share with everybody that the reason why I can preach it is because I've had to live it. So while you were going through your storm, I was also going through my own. But, you know, as it relates to getting prepared, the key is to know who you are. 
when you know who you are, then the enemy is going to have a very hard time with you. And we see that with David and Goliath. Uh, when David stepped out on the battlefield, Goliath was saying, you're a dog, you're less than, you're this, you're nobody. But David knew who he was. And in order to be confident in the battle, when you have haters, when you have people who are coming against you, you have to know who you are. And then you also have to know who you're not. You're not who your enemies say that you are. You're not who your enemies are trying to portray that you are. And then above and beyond that, the key thing is you have to get and stay Focus. I'm reminded of Nehemiah when you have enemies and haters and detractors and spectators, you've got to get in your purpose the way Nehemiah got on the wall and stay on the wall no matter what people are saying, no matter what people are doing. That will make the difference between defeat and victory. Mm, that's good. Like one of the things I heard you said, I, I listened to so many of your clips and I've watched you on YouTube for years and all of that. And there was a clip one time, Tara, where you said something like, we want the resurrection without the yeah. crucifixion. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. You cannot have a resurrection without a crucifixion. Um, and that's just the key. And honestly, in this season, because I believe that 2018 is the year of the ascension, uh, you understand that you had the crucifixion, the resurrection, and then the ascension. Uh, and so for everybody that's saying, I'm going to my next level, I'm going to my next dominion, I'm going higher understand that before you can go higher, you first have to be willing to come back from the thing that almost destroyed you. So that's a whole nother level right there mm. is understanding that if I am to go higher, if I am to go to the next level, not only do I have to resurrect, but then I have to walk around in my resurrection because the Bible says that Jesus, he walked around in his resurrected state for 40 days. In other words, I walking around in my maturity, in my healing, in my forgiveness, in my understanding of who I am. I'm walking around in my redemption in the same place I was attacked. And that's hard. Can you really go back to the ministry? Can you really go back to the neighborhood? Can you really go back to the job? Can you really go to the family reunion knowing how you were attacked, knowing how you were scrutinized and walk around not bitter, Understanding you're better because until you can walk around in your comeback, you can't go to your next level. Goodness. I don't even think we've been talking five minutes. <laughs> and you are dropping gems. You know what? Speaking of like next level. So again, it's that new year. You know, people are on the new year, new me type of thing. New year, next level. But a lot of people, even if they feel that they have been given this grand vision, they feel like that means that they have to jump in to doing a bunch of busy work. And that automatically means that everything is going to pan out. And that's not necessarily true, right? Like, I wanted to get your thoughts on if you feel that God has given you a vision, like, are you supposed to also expect that it's just all going to go the way you think it should go? Because I believe not, but I see it all the time where people are surprised when things don't go their way. But they think that they think that that means that the vision that they heard or that they saw wasn't true. Well, you know what? That's a great question, because I tell people all the time when you read the word, every vision of God comes under attack. Every vision. So whenever God would give an instruction to the people of Israel or Joshua or whomever, then there came this attack. And so I tell people, understand that when you are doing purpose work, not just busy work, 
then there is going to come a level of attack. But again, going back to my original point, when you know who you are and you know your purpose and your remaining focus, then the attack will not get your focus off of the end goal, which is fulfilling the purpose, the mandate, the vision that God has given you. So yes, the attacks will come, but we will see if you really heard from God and if you really have faith in your vision, the way you're trying to tell us that you have faith in your vision, if you're able to weather the storm. Yeah. I know you're a life coach too, right? Absolutely. Been life coaching since 2009. Um, I have coached well over a thousand people in now 35 countries. We just added Ireland today. So I'm so excited Um, to God be the glory. So in your life coaching, what do you say to people who operate as if they can't move forward into their vision because they're fearful of something in their past? You have to embrace your past. I tell people, own your past so that your past can never own you. Um, And I think that that is key because if you're in fear of your past, you will never blossom into your future. Own it. Your past was necessary. And I say that so frequently. Your past was necessary because it taught you something that you need for the next level. There is no shame. Uh, The only somebody that's ashamed of your past is the enemy because you survived it. He's ashamed that out of everything he put you through, you're still alive. You're still believing. You still have the faith. You're still willing to move forward. So don't you be ashamed. Instead, embrace it. Said That's who I used to be. Those are the mistakes that I've made. These are the lessons that I've learned. And then begin to look at your past from a different perspective. Your past will point you in the right direction for your millions. I want to say that again, your past will point you in the right direction for your millions. What do I mean by that is your past will identify the audience who's not just willing to receive from you, but is also willing to pay you. You see, it doesn't matter how anointed I am. It doesn't matter how many countries I've preached in because there are some things I've never had to live through. There are some people that will listen to me, but maybe they won't be able to connect to me the way that they will be able to connect to someone else who has lived their life experience. So instead of looking at your life and saying, well, my life hasn't been as easy as so-and-so. Well, first of all, you don't know if their life was easy or not. You only know what you see. People don't show you everything. But instead of saying, well, I didn't have an easy life, look at your life and say, I had to survive child abuse. So now let me connect with other people who've had to survive child abuse. You know, I had to survive a terrible divorce. Okay, now connect with other people who've had to survive a terrible divorce. And when you begin to find the people that you connect to, those will be the people that fund your vision. They fund your purpose and they help get you to your next level because they have a connection with you that only life could have given them because you both survived the same experience. Oh, that is so good. I hope that you guys are really listening to that because, Tara, that's one of those things that I wish someone would have told me. Now, I'm grateful for my entire journey. But you know, when you have those moments like, man, I wish someone would have told me that I could have been set free years ago. <laughs> I could have been set free because, you know, even for me in this personal finance space, if you haven't heard my story before, I started a seven figure business straight out of college, was doing really well. And then the recession hit and I went from seven mm-hmm. figures to scraping up change. And eventually that scraping up change mm-hmm. led me to bankruptcy. And so when God put it on my heart, that I would actually help people 
avoid a lot of what I went through and also just give them hope for what if they had gone through anything similar. One of the first things I said to myself, Tara, was, okay, well, who's going to listen to me? Like, look at my story. Look at what's happened. It took me a while to really get in my spirit that I lost my money, but my mind wasn't bad. Absolutely. And if my mind wasn't bad and I knew what I did before, God could use me to do anything. So why would I let my history block me from my destiny? Why would I sit in that? And I shared my story for the first time about filing bankruptcy. I think one of the first times it was on national radio with seven to Mm -hmm. eight million listeners. And girl, when I shared my story, that was the most freeing thing that ever happened for me. I've been to bankruptcy court too, four years ago when I went through a season where I could not work for health reasons. It only made sense to file for bankruptcy. But I tell people, honey, you ought to see my bank account now, honey. It is good. You understand? (laughs) But there's no shame in your journey. There's no shame. And so now because of what I've been through, I can connect with people who said I wanted to work, but I couldn't work because of an illness. You know, I suffered with a physical illness since I was 16 Mm -hmm. years old that was so debilitating that I could not walk. Literally, the first time I experienced the wrath of that illness, I had to be carried uh, to my mother's car and immediately driven to the emergency room. And I only share uh, that testimony in part right now because God has asked me to share that in a different season. Uh, But I want you to know, and I want everybody else listening in, is that you can rebound from anything. And and, and I'm telling you, what you've been through, it gives you your audience. So who's going to listen to you? The millions of people who've been to bankruptcy court. We look at our president of the United States right now, whether you like him or not, look how many times him and his businesses have been to bankruptcy court. You know, President Barack Obama, in his first book, you know, before he became our president, he talked about how in his younger days he smoked weed. That was a connection point for so many young people that could say, you know what, I know I know what that's like. Uh, And so it is our humanness that allows us to connect. And there's no shame in the thing that allows you to connect with other people. I always use Kim Kardashian as an example because on many levels, I think that she is a wonderful example of resilience. Whether you like her, agree with her or not, Kim Kardashian was able to take something that would have sent most people uh, into a dire depression and her and her family have spun that into almost a billion dollar industry, a billion dollar business. And whether you like them, whether you agree with how they got their start or not, that is irrelevant. But what is clear across the board is what would have sank someone else became the foundation from which they built. And that is what I want to instill in everybody listening on this line. I don't care if it was a bad marriage. I don't care if it was an illness. I don't care if it was bankruptcy. I don't care what it has been. As long as there is breath in your body, you can rebound, you can resurrect. Walk around in your resurrection the way Jesus did and then get ready to ascend to your next level. Mm, Yes, I love it. And I feel the same way about Kim Kardashian. It has nothing to do with whether you're a fan or not. You cannot, you cannot deny or ignore what they've been able to do. You have to respect the combat. You have to respect it. Yeah. And yet so many of us sit around, um, bashing people like Kim Kardashian or whomever 
when really that's energy that we could be using to accept and embrace our own story and turn Absolutely. that into millions, Here's like you Bible said. Here's the principle. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever man soweth that will he reap. The reason why so many people are ashamed of their past is because they know how they react to other people's past. So if you're bashing somebody about their past, that's actually holding you hostage to your past. But when you can sit up and embrace somebody else's past, that gives you the strength and the freedom to embrace your past. So I always tell people, be careful of who you bash and be careful of who you judge and be careful of who you ostracize, because those are seeds that you're sowing against yourself. But when you begin to sow the seeds of celebrating somebody else's survival, celebrating somebody else's comeback, that actually becomes seeds that you're sowing for your future uh, to attract people who will celebrate you and then give you the freedom that you need to move forward despite your past mistakes, your past pain, your failures, your obstacles, even the things you could not control. Mm-hmm. That's good. I said something like that on Instagram not too long ago. I'm like, I can't believe people who go in on someone who's still in the midst of their test but in the same respect, you want Absolutely. us to praise you for your testimony. Like you went through something and now we're supposed to be happy for you, but you're going to bash Absolutely. someone who's still in the midst of? Absolutely. Like, and you know, how? my latest book, Glambitious, which is available on my website, you know, I also talk about that from a different perspective. You're praying for God to open doors for you. You're praying for favor, but yet you are hating on somebody else's favor. You can't hate on favor on somebody else mm-hmm. and then expect to attract it for you. Somebody needs to catch that. You can't hate on somebody else's favor and then expect yeah. to attract it for your life. And so we have to be very, very mindful of how we are treating other people, what we're saying about other people, what we're doing, how we're conducting ourselves, because the Bible is clear. God is not mocked for whatever a man soweth, that will he reap. Ooh. All right. One of the things that you actually say in Glambitious, speaking of Glambitious, I loved your section as a co-author there. And one of the things that you say is that every gift comes with a responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility is to learn how to respond to people's reactions to the favor bestowed upon your gift. Can you break that down? Can you unpack that? Yeah, and I want to go back to one of my favorite Bible characters, which is King David. Um, David was anointed by God, and he was chosen, and he was a warrior, and he was a fighter. But at the end of the day, because of God's favor on his life, Saul hated him. Saul hated him. But David never fought back against Saul. He never did. He never did. Because he understood, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm favored. I'm blessed. This is what Saul is responding to. And so if I am to maintain my walk with God, if I'm to maintain my integrity, I'm going to have to allow God to defend my favor. I'm going to have to allow God to defend my anointing. I'm going to have to allow God to defend the fact that I'm chosen. I can't get into that battle. And so that's something that requires discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear people saying it all the time. You can't always fight every enemy because every enemy doesn't have what you have to lose. And that's so true. You know, another person that I really Mm. admire from a business perspective, not necessarily personally because I don't know him, uh, but is Floyd Mayweather. And as related to his last fight, Floyd Mayweather waited until the purse was where he needed it to be because he understood 
I have a lot more to lose than the man that's coming against me. And so when you understand who you are, when you understand the call, the level of favor, the level of anointing that is on your life, you understand I cannot fight every battle. And I have a responsibility in this space, on this platform, in this dimension, on this level to recognize what's worth fighting and what's worth leaving alone. Because if like Samson, you are going down to deal with people who are not even on your level, then you end up like Samson, losing something that those people on that level never had access to to begin with. Ooh. A couple years ago, Steve Harvey was taping a life class at OWN Network when it was still in Chicago. And I had the great privilege of going with him and meeting Oprah. And Steve and Oprah got into this conversation about people who comment in social media. And Steve was saying he doesn't read the comments and Oprah says she doesn't really either. And he said, every once in a while, though, I get wind of one or I'll get a glimpse of one and it just burns me up. And so he and Oprah were going back and forth and they started to say, look, the moon's job is to stay in the sky and shine bright and be a light. Right. And the dog's job down on Earth in the streets, in the alleys is to bark at the moon. We expect that. But if the moon were to ever come down out of purpose, out of the sky, stop being a light to even address that dog, then the whole thing would be <laughs> the whole thing would be a wrap. And every time I think about that, because it doesn't matter how much you try to do for others, it doesn't matter what a great light you try to be, no good deed shall go unpunished. It's always a few idiots <laughs> that want to try to challenge you or push you or something, right? Annoyed by your anointing. So they're going to have a lot to say. However, when it comes to those people, I always just try to remember, Absolutely. be the moon, be the moon. You're the moon. People across the globe can see the moon at the same time. So for instance, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia right now. I believe you're on the West coast. So in about three hours, you and I will be looking at the same moon, but it's only the people in the alley who are looking at the dog. Ooh. Girl, you about to make me preach. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing we have to remember. You know what? I love that. But that's the thing we have to remember when we come down and we address this dog in the alley. Now we giving them light they don't even deserve. Now we actually giving them a little platform. We're giving them a platform that they would never have without you. So why do it? As the moon, mm -hmm. you can focus your attention on any place, any place in this world. And not just in this world, but in our galaxy. You understand? So why then choose to focus your attention mm -hmm. on the one negative spot? Why? And so at that space and at that place, that is where you have to take your eyes and your ears off of who may never understand you, who may never like you, and keep your mind on your purpose. Keep your mind on your purpose. Because while that dog might not like the night, you have people like me who embrace it and look forward to it coming. That's right. That's good. Another thing you said in Glambitious, which this one really I identified with so much, you were talking about mentors and a life tip that you give is asking your mentor, a potential mentor, 
can you stand to see me do better than you? And this one was like a woof that really hit me because I've been through this experience where I have looked up to someone for so long or thought so highly of them from a distance because of work that they've already done and stuff that they've put out there where to me would never even come across my mind that they could be envious or jealous of me. You know, in my head, I'm like, but me? No, you like you got it. You're already it. They got the followers. They have the partnerships. They might have the home, the cars, the this, the that. And I've realized over the last few years, none of that matters. Absolutely. One of the things that I found out along my journey is that people are very often not envious of your things. They're envious of the time they perceive you still have left. So if they're 60 and they have the partnership, Mm. they have the millions, they have the jet, they have the followers, but you're 25 and they see you coming up, it's not what you have that they're jealous of. It's your time that you have left. Tara, that's deep. That's deep. You spoke to my whole, that is exactly it. I don't care how wealthy you are. Time is the one thing you cannot buy. Nobody can turn back the hands of time. No one can go back and reclaim glory years. And so when they see you getting concepts at 25 that they didn't get until 45, it's like, my God, where is she going to be by 35? So it's Mm -hmm. time that they're jealous of. Well, to God you just set a bunch of us free because I know for myself, there was <laughs> there was so many days where I was baffled. I was walking around like, I just don't get it. This chick has millions of followers or this, you know, this person has this. They have that. They've already written X amount of books. And they like, what is their problem? And now that you put that into perspective, Absolutely. wow, wow, my mind is blown. My mind is blown. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Tara, a lot of people are making goals for their spiritual fitness. They want to do better with their faith, with their spirituality, right? And one of the challenges that I hear from people all the time is that, well, my, my spiritual goal was to read the Bible in a year, to do one of those plans. And I failed early on, so I just gave up. You know, I'll get back to it next year, whatever. What do you say for people who struggle with religion versus just having a relationship? Great question. You know, I tell people to really focus on the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's when we really see the birth, the life, the ministry, the death, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. And if you can just really tap into what Jesus did and Jesus's example, then you will begin to see the difference between religion and relationship. And this is why the Pharisees, the religious people of Jesus, they did not like him because he was all about relationship with God. He was all about walking in your purpose, your fullness, uh, the totality of who God has created you to be. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. While the Pharisees were more into rituals and rules. Um, And so I just tell people, If you can just study the life Mm -hmm. of Jesus, which is found in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that will be life changing. Yeah. And I love that you talked about Jesus's encouragement of being in purpose, because the whole the whole tagline of Mm -hmm. redefining wealth is chase purpose, not money. But so many people struggle with purpose. 
I know for myself, I used to think that understanding my gifts or really uncovering my purpose was about me singing, dancing, <laughs> being able to dribble a basketball, not really, not really getting that. It doesn't have to be some talent Correct. that the world deems a talent. Like you have to be able to be in a talent show, you know, in order for you to discover what your purpose is. Can you just share a, cause purpose is so huge. And I really believe that when we understand our purpose, it helps us get our priorities in alignment, which inevitably helps shape how we deal with our finances. Your past, what you've been through, what you survived, your pain, you know, what you've endured emotionally because of it and your passion. So you might say, again, I've survived a painful divorce, but I love to write. Okay, so a part of your purpose may be starting a blog where you're encouraging other people on how to heal from a bad divorce. But I also say something all the time, which is now on a viral clip of me when I appeared on television. And it is simply this. Purpose is seasonal. In one season of his life, David was a warrior. In another season of his life, he was a king. Mm -hmm. And so often we are missing out on seasonal purpose because we're trying to focus on ultimate purpose, not realizing it's our seasonal purpose that prepares us for our ultimate purpose. So I would say take it one season at a time. It's okay to dream, but you've got to remain in the present while you dream. What do I mean by that? It's okay to look down the road and have hopes and ambitions for where you wish to be. But where are you now and what can you be doing now? Yes. Yes. That is so perfect. Like that's exactly, I think, how I uncovered my purpose. And I tell, I tell people all the time, your purpose evolves. And it's okay to let it evolve. I'm actually committed to the big vision that God has for my life, but I'm not attached to how I get there. And being detached allows me to discover new things all the time. Because sometimes you can't even really, you can't really even define what your purpose is going to be in your next season because you haven't been exposed to what's possible yet. And so that's why it's so important to be willing to grow, to be willing to grow, to be willing to evolve. And even with Christians, a lot of times I coach them and they say, you know what, Uh, I'm not feeling the same at my church anymore. And I said, well, perhaps it's time to move. Perhaps it's time to evolve Um, because you're not the same person that you were when you first joined that particular ministry. It doesn't mean that that particular ministry is bad. But listen, if you send a child off to kindergarten and they never graduate to go to the first grade, we would say something is wrong. So why then do we start off in one place spiritually? Mm-hmm. And think it's something wrong if we begin to evolve from that place. You know what? I had a client who I had to tell. I was coaching her on business stuff. But again, I'm always getting to the root <laughs> of what's keeping us back, even in the finance area, in the business area. And we got into a conversation about her church. And it was her childhood church where they were making so many demands that her volunteering really started to me to sound like a full time job. So you want to know why you don't have the time to invest in moving your business forward and moving your finances forward where you're over here being a career volunteer. Mm -hmm. And I told her loyalty has an expiration date. Like Mm -hmm. you're 37 now. You've been at the same church since you were seven. It's okay for you to move on if they can't accept a no from you. Absolutely. You know, because church folk are good for making you feel guilty, Tara. Of course, if you allow them. Here's the thing. And I love the fact that 
you are a wealth coach? Because biblically speaking, we know uh, one of the wealth principles is tight. You know, returning 10% of your income to the church or ministry or outreach, however you choose to do that. But I also use the tithe model when it comes to volunteering my time. So if God only requires that I tithe a 10% mm-hmm. of my income, uh, then I also can apply 10% of my time to that model as well. So what that means is there's 24 hours in a day, however many hours that is a week, I am not volunteering more than that many hours per week for any cause because there's a rest of my life that I've got to live. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like so, that. Yeah, we don't expect you to go to work and then give the church 50% of your income because we would not expect you to be able to survive. Uh, but likewise, you cannot go to a ministry and mm-hmm. consistently give 30 hours a week. You just can't. And then expect that not to impact the rest of your life. Now, it might be a season where you do that. Maybe you are helping the church put together a revival. But for that just to dominate your life or whatever the case may be, absolutely not. Well, you know, I've had people mad at me. (laughs) I've had them mad at me because I've had to learn how to, you know, exercise my no. It's a complete sentence. And I've done it unapologetically because, again, I, I understand what my purpose is. And because I say no to one thing, that does not mean that I'm stingy. That doesn't mean I'm not a giver. <laughs> that doesn't mean that God is not well pleased with me because he already knows, you know, all the other areas that I'm giving in. And so let this be a note. Like we don't have to feel guilty Absolutely. or shame because we need our time for other things like Yes, 10%. But when you become a career volunteer, that's a problem. That is a problem. And I always tell people, you know, again, wealth is not just finances. Mm-hmm. It's being happy and holding every area of your life. But always pay attention to the people who have a problem with your no. Pay attention to them. Because if you're saying, no, that's not what's best for me, why would anybody have a problem with you taking a stand for what's best for you? So you have to be careful of those people. You have to be mindful of those people. You have to pay attention to who those people are, because that is a sign that maybe to transition into the wealthiest version of your life possible as it relates to healthy friendships and even family relationships, those people have to go. Girl, that's so true. Oh my goodness. I just love you. I could talk to you all day. Okay. So (laughs) what we do here is right before we close out, I do these redefining wealth kind of rapid wisdom questions. So I'm going to ask you a few questions back to back and you can just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Sure. Okay. The first one is how do you define success? Happiness, peace, integrity. Mm, Yes. I love peace too. All right. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Financial stability. Oh, good. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Life Code by Dr. Phil. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to link to that in the show notes. I never got around to reading that. Thank you for bringing that back up. Awesome Mm, book. I'm going to get on that. Okay. And then you're going to fill in the blank. My name is blank. And for me, the truth about wealth is. Okay. My name is Tara Carissa. And the truth about wealth is a purpose-filled life. Mm-hmm. It is. I really think that without honing in on what your purpose is, and if you 
are someone who struggles with understanding what your purpose is, listen to this again. Go back to what Tara talked about, your past, your pain, and your passion. Because I'm telling you, until I got really clear about those and understood how to marry them, I wouldn't be here. I don't think I would be here. I don't think that I would be enjoying my life and my career as much as I do. I am excited to do what I do every day because I know that I am truly walking in my purpose for this season. You know, and Tara, I'm sure you feel the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, part of being at peace with your present is, again, becoming at peace with your past and understanding that everything that you've been through has been necessary. There were lessons you had to learn, people you had to see how they operate. There were so many things that you needed that's necessary for now. Um, And I just want to encourage everyone that no one who is successful today had an easy past. Everyone has had to work through something. And so I just want people to learn how to be okay with their journey, be okay with everything that they've been through, knowing that it was a necessary ingredient for who you are and who God is still fashioning you to become. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Oh my gosh. The takeaways from this episode, the way she broke down purpose, my goodness, that that whole seasonal versus ultimate purpose for me was so huge. I mean, being able to celebrate someone else's survival. Yes, come on. Every vision of God comes under attack, but attack doesn't get you off the end goal. Remember in, what was that episode? I'm still pumped up, you guys. Oh my goodness. What was the episode? Um, My results episode about commitment versus being interested. If you haven't listened to that, you need to go back to results, not resolutions. Um, That was the episode right before we kicked off this series. Oh my goodness. And, and really, when you're interested, you know, any little attack, anything, anything the wind blows can take you off of what your goals are for this year. But when you are committed, when you have that big vision, you know it's going to come under attack. So why do we keep acting surprised and letting things take us off our game? Mm. Come on, y'all. We got to own our past. There's no shame in it. Like, man, I'm telling you, go back and listen again. You know, I listen to every episode probably three or four times. You would think that I was not the person doing the interviewing. But every time I listen, I get something different. And I just learn so much. And I'm going to keep it real. Sometimes I'm like, wow, did you just say that? Wow, that was good. (laughs) Even for myself, because in those moments, I'm telling you, these conversations are so spirit-led that so much just comes out that it's not something that you can just hear one time. I'm telling you, you got to get it in your spirit. So we did so much to pull out as much as we could in these show notes. So you definitely want to head over to redefiningwealthpodcast.com, redefiningwealthpodcast.com and get into these show notes like You might need to write some of these nuggets on note cards and hang them around. I'm serious. Keep yourself encouraged because you got that vision. So know that something is coming. Something is coming, but be the moon. You don't have to come out. (laughs) You don't have to come out of the sky, okay? And also, you know, head there, redefiningwealthpodcast.com. Click on this episode and tell me, you know, I love reading your comments. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was from this message. Like I got so much out of it. 
Tell me what your biggest takeaway was. Get the link so you can find out how to life coach with Tara. If that is something you are interested in, I have the link there for you. I'm sure she will be a great blessing if you're on the market. I will link to her site and anything else, Life Code by Dr. Phil. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes, but another great episode. And guess what? Next week is no different. So make sure that you subscribe, stay connected. Oh, let's get these results. Let's not just make resolutions. We're trying to be totally different. We're trying to become our best selves this year. So in the process of going after the money we want, the job we want, the house, the car, the material things. Let's also become our best self, guys. That's what really matters, okay? So until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.